You're about to listen to a message by Reverend Yomi Kasali of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The battle of the giants. The theme I'd like you to read with me. Second Samuel chapter 3 verse number 1. That's the passage I've chosen as my text. 2 Samuel chapter 3 says, Now there was a long war, a long battle between the house of Saul and house of David. Please change that to house of God and house of gold. So there are two houses fighting battles and the Christian and the enemies. But the point there is that David waxed stronger and stronger and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Father, we ask that you bless us today with your word. Help us, Lord. Teach us your word. Educate our minds. Lord, nurture our souls and impact our lives as we break this word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this text is a very important text. It's for the believer, every man and woman out there who's a Christian, who's born again, saved, even if you're a nominal Christian, but you love the Lord and you want to say to yourself, I want to know how to grow in my work with God. So this is why the theme, battle of the giants. We have a giant here and a giant there. In other words, they see a pool of souls here. Money is trying to grab many people from that pool. And morals, another giant, a warrior, standing here, getting people from that same pool. Now, this giant, one is a virtue, one is a vice. And both of them are trying to get people behind them. That was, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So as many of them that will be converts to morals, become morally sound and morally conscious. And some are born again, some are not. Meanwhile, people here that become converted to the camp of money become greedy, covetous. They become Yahoo. They do the big G. They do all kind of things just to steal. They bow down for money. They sell their birthright. They sell their soul. They worship money. So now what we observed from what I preached last week is that money seemed to be winning because it's got more converts from this place behind him than morals. But the more important item or ingredient of victory is when you now see money going to evil morals to pick the chieftains to pick the leaders there and it brings them here because once it picks people here it weakens that place the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker while this house grows stronger and stronger I've seen the last 20, 30 years that mammon is growing stronger and stronger. And I've seen morals become weaker and weaker. If not, why would we be discussing rape issue in a church? Why would we be discussing rape? Rape should not be a subject of discussion. It's because our morals are becoming what? Weaker and weaker. When we were stronger, what we are discussing was fornication, meaning premarital sex. But for us to change the subject from fornication to rape means what? We have accepted that you can have sex 
before marriage. However, make sure it's with consent. So you see that? So we have accepted. We're no more saying don't have it. We're not saying make sure it is with consent. It's consensual. Because if it's not consensual, it is rape. We should not be discussing consent at all in the first place. Praise God. So for you to know we have accepted consent, I told you, we used to say thou shalt not steal. Now we are saying, no, no, you can steal, but be careful not to get caught. How should we discuss in Yahoo Yahoo or in church? It should not be a, there are some subjects that shouldn't be on our plate at all. At all. We have a big problem. And I told you the moral institutions we must build. School, home, five moral institutions until you build and fix morals Nigeria is doomed I will say it again fix morals then Nigeria will go up leave morals we will continue to go downward because moral is a pain of a problem it's what gave back to corruption praise the Lord in this country you hear the news every week kidnapping here rape there killings here all kinds a houseboy will kill his master just because of money. A person will take you in. There, I saw a particular case of a young man who had a, a, a god and they gave the god everything the god would need. Eh? And guess what? The god tricked the man, wanted to stab the man to death, stab the wife to death because of money. Why would you think the value of a soul is worth a few thousands of naira? Why? Why? But today I'm not going to money. I'm sorry, I'm very passionate with money. Let me talk about the second battle today. And this battle is for Christians, not for unbelievers. That one was for unbelievers and Christians, everybody. It's the battle between two giants. The giant called flesh and the giant called spirit. Two giants. And we don't know who is winning, but today I will show you who is winning. The flesh versus the spirit. Can I say it again? The flesh versus the spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Or carnality versus spirituality. That's what we're saying. Carnality versus spirituality. One is a virtue, one is a vice. And it's a message for Christians. Carnality versus what? Spirituality. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Let me quickly read it from verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, so we can have an idea of where I'm going to. Hallelujah. Praise God in the highest. I say praise God in the highest. Now this is a message that many of us don't even know we are battling. Unfortunately, verse 16 says to us, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Listen. Verse 17 says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh now look at the next statement these are contrary now underline that word contrary these are opposed opposed One, the Greek word is antikimai they are against each other these are opposed they are adversaries they cannot be, I think it's water and oil that can blend. Uh, listen, I did not write the Bible. Paul said, these are contrary the one to the other. 
contrary is very powerful word. Contrary. This is not listen, it's not possible. They can't work together. Listen, no matter how I lay hands on you, lay legs on you, they can't they can't blend. I don't know how to explain it. They're unblendable. They, it's, not, it's not possible for the flesh and the spirit, watch me, watch me, to be controlling the same man at the same time. One is either controlling you and the other is dead or the other is controlling you and the other is not awake. You are either under the spirit or under the flesh in terms of the word control. When Paul used the word contrary, you must understand it meant these are opposed one to the other. Verse 18 now says, If you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law because the law strengthens the flesh. Now, 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 verse 19, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Did you see that? Witchcraft is categorized as a work of the flesh. The Greek word there means sorcery. The Greek word there is pharmakia, from the word pharmacy. So, uh, I'm sorry, pharmacists, uh, that's what the Bible says. The Greek word witchcraft means pharmacia. Pharmacia. What do pharmacists do? They give us drugs. Those drugs, what? They cast spell on us. When you take that drug, you sleep. So, that process is what they call witchcraft to cast a spell to manipulate you to cause you to do something they want you to do so if I spike your drink I can give you a medication that will make you drowsy you won't be able to drive that's the Greek word witchcraft so it says that witchcraft is a work of the flesh now it's a work of the flesh it's not a spirit being all of us have the flesh all of us have manipulative tendencies I can bewitch you but I will not bewitch you because I will let the Holy Ghost influence me so I don't bewitch my members all of us have the tendency to bewitch people to bewitch idolatry witchcraft is the witchcraft is one of the works of the flesh not work of demons there's a witch that the demons do which I will tell you there's a witchcraft demons do but there's a witchcraft we can do without the help of demons that's another day's message Hendings, murders, drunkenness, revelings such like of which I tell you before as I've also told you in times past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God now verse 22 now says but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law now verse 24 now says this what do I do? they that are Christ's or put remove the apostrophe and S say the Christians those we call Christians have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts thereof. Verse 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Praise the Lord. So, so from this, you'll find my thought about 
two giants. The first is what? The Holy Ghost. And the second is what? The flesh. Now, because you need to understand this. All of you listen to me. Please, please, I beg you, listen to me, please. I did not say your human spirit. The spirit is, you are a human spirit. You have a soul. You live in the flesh, in the body. Now, in this passage, Paul was using the Holy Spirit versus the flesh. It's capital S, not small s. Watch me. So, for you to understand the struggle of the Holy Spirit in our lives, you have to see the old man called the flesh. The old man is the old you. Both of them, watch me, want to control your human spirit. So, they want to control your human spirit to obey their dictates. So, the flesh is the old man that you have when you become born again. So Paul said we should continue to crucify that flesh. It's not a one-day job. It's a continuous job. That's why Paul said, I die daily in 1 Corinthians 15. Some say, well, Reverend, I've crucified it. No, no, no. You're supposed to continually crucify the flesh. So it becomes weaker and weaker, like the house of Saul. While the house of David becomes what? Stronger and stronger, which is what? The spirit. So the spirit of God continues to control your human spirit. And so the Holy Spirit becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. While the flesh becomes weaker. For the flesh cannot be killed permanently. But it's continually, progressively crucified. Paul was still dying, even as an apostle of great exploits. He still said, I'm still dying daily. Because I'm still dying. So there's no man that is fully dead. That's why some people preach heretic message, because doctrine of sanctification, that you can get to the point where you are completely dead to sin, that you can no longer sin. So even if you see a naked woman, you can't sin. That's just one of it. If you don't have sexual sin, are you not having envy? Are you not having witchcraft? And have the idolatry, and have the seditions, all about jealousy. So people don't understand that the works of the flesh are many, not just fornication, adultery. There are all that things. Am I communicating? Now, you need to understand all that. I die daily. I die daily. How can I be dying daily? Every day I put myself to death. I die to greed. I die to sensual affections. I die to lust. I die to envy. I die to jealousy. I die to avarice. I die to bitterness. I die to unforgiveness. I die. I ensure I keep crucifying, crucifying with the word of God. I keep piercing so I can become, I can make the house of the spirit stronger and the house of the flesh weaker. However, who is winning this battle in your life? The flesh or the spirit? The flesh or the spirit? Let me quickly give you some messages, some passages in scriptures to strengthen the very notion that this battle exists. Whether you like it or not, there's no Christian who is not fighting this battle. This is the battle many Christians are losing daily. Listen, many Christians are losing this battle daily. Because let me tell you how you know, Holy Tree. To know if you are winning this battle, or any battle, you ask yourself by the dictates and your actions, which of these two 
giants influence you and control you more. Listen, I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm not saying you're not born again or you don't talk in tongues. I'm not saying you don't carry a big Bible and go to a good church. I'm not saying you don't like a good, you don't pay your tithe. I'm only asking you your decisions, your actions, the spirit, the flesh, which of these two controls or influences those actions more. It tells me who you are. Tell me who you are. I battle and struggle against the flesh daily. Daily. Every day. Every day. Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Slander. I said, God help me. Only God to say love. We need love. Forgiveness. We need forgiveness. Faithfulness. You know, if you look at the nine gifts, fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit means that the fruit of proof that the Holy Spirit is influencing you. Ah, love. Kai. Love who? The person that spoke yesterday. Faithfulness. The word faith means faithfulness. Loyalty. People are not loyal anymore. Meekness. Meek for where? Do you see the way he talk to me? Gentleness. I'm not going to agree. Get with who? For parents. Ah! Because if the Holy Ghost is influencing and controlling you, those are the things he will tell you to, eh, to do. It's not easy. Pastor Jenkins said it's not easy. The man is honest. It's not easy. It's not a. It's not easy. Praise God. So it's very clear for us to us that this battle is ongoing. I don't know who you are at home. I just want to help you. Number one, you must realize that this battle is there. Don't deny it. Don't live in denial. You are engaged in a warfare. Your soul is the prize. Your soul is the prize. First Peter 2 Peter 2.23.11 Your soul is what the spirit wants in heaven. What the flesh wants in hell. The battle for our soul. First Peter 2.11 says the real prize for against the lust of the flesh is our soul. The souls of man, daily beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, I abstain from flesh and Which war? 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 Christians, do you know what war is? War! These things are battling, they are warring, they are giants. We're fighting a warfare against the soul. Let me give you seven scriptures. Number one, Galatians 5.17 the flesh and the spirit are at war. Write it down. Don't you ever forget that your life. You know, people think the spirit of God is fighting the devil. Mm-hmm. The major battle the Holy Ghost is fighting in our lives is the flesh. Listen, watch me. For unbelievers, they are not battling the flesh. I will explain that to you very soon. You cannot have a carnal unbeliever. I will say that. You can only have a carnal Christian. An unbeliever is a natural man. Is Christians that have carnality. Unbelievers are not carnal. <laughs> Unbeliever is not carnal. <laughs> so the Holy Ghost is not battling their flesh. <laughs> they don't know what they call flesh. They don't know what it's called spirit. They're not even in spirit. They're not walking in spirit. So they don't even understand what they call spirit. So they can't walk with love. Because the natural way of doing things is if they slap me once, I slap them twice. A tooth for a tooth, 
an eye for an eye. So Moses was teaching you natural response. You slap me, I slap you. One day, many years ago, I told you, many years ago, my son was still very, very small. Many years ago, I was driving to Papa to go and drop my son. My wife was going to work. And I was going to drop my son in a crate in a uncle's house to go home. And then there was a man that stopped me, a military man, a colonel. We had an altercation. And the man came to my I hit his car. I hit my car. Rather. Then uh, my own car didn't get hurt. He crushed, rather. His own car got issue. He came there and he was talking to me. I went to meet him. He said, sir, can you hit my car? And he just want to walk away. He said, get down. It's your car hurt. It's your car bad damage. I said, ah, you can't tell me my car is not damaged. I can't ask you a question. The man just gave me, a, landed me a big blow. Boah. I replied to him. I was born again. I was a pastor. Pastor. Mufukwadani. Va! Va! I gave her twice. I can't slap me. I gave him, landed him. Va! Va! The man got that. I didn't know it was a condemn I slapped. Hey. Soldier. I, I didn't know. The man just come. The policeman came and said, How can this man beat this man? That the man was wrong. He just gave him his ID. I said, Shot! Shot! I said, Ah. Shot to who? Ah, finish you. I slapped Shot, Shot. It was God I helped me that day. I did James Bond. I did James Bond. They would have taken me to DMI, Abachayara. Maybe I would have been dead by now. It was Jesus that helped me because it was in the flesh. I walked in the flesh. I released slap back when that was a natural man. Like I slap back, I'll let you go. You slap me, I'll let you go. But today I won't do that because this flesh is getting weaker and weaker. The spirit is getting stronger and stronger. I still have a lot of work to do, plenty of work, but this I've made progress between then and now. Between then and now, I've made progress. So if anybody slap you, don't slap them, please. So, especially a soldier. But what happened to me was grace and God. If it may not happen to, happen to you, please. So. God, God saved me because God knew he wanted me to be preaching for him so he helped me And <laughs> praise God <laughs> number one, the flesh and the spirit are at war number two, the spirit can be willing and the flesh weak Matthew 26 verse 41 Pastor George, Jesus did not have issues with the devil he defeated the devil solely when he came to the flesh, he struggled our savior said the spirit is indeed willing the flesh is weak our Savior struggled in the garden of Gethsemane. He struggled with the devil. You all know what he said. It is written. It is written. It is written. Get it behind me, Satan. Jesus defeated the devil easily. Easily. When he came to his flesh, ah, he called his apostles, please pray with me. Because the flesh and the spirit are two different things. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Number three. This is very important. All of you listen to me. John chapter 3 verse 6. I want to explain to you the unseen war and battle for your soul. The unseen war and battle. John 3 verse 6. Very powerful. That which is born of the flesh is what? And that which is born of the spirit is what? This is very important. Flesh can only birth flesh. Spirit can only birth spirit. The action. So you cannot, spirit cannot birth flesh. Flesh cannot birth spirit. 
Oh, you miss that. So that's why some churches cannot bear certain fruit. By their fruits, we shall know them. If you're in the flesh, you can only reproduce yourself. If you're in the spirit, you can only reproduce yourself. You cannot fight Jesus. Christ made this statement. The flesh can only produce flesh. While spirit can only produce spirit. Number four. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Matthew chapter 7 verse 18. Still telling you the unseen battle and unseen war between the flesh and the spirit. A what? A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Very clearly. He said a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. So how, if you see a man by their fruits, we shall know them. So you can tell a man walking by the spirit, by his actions of the spirit. And a man under the influence of the flesh. You can tell. Forget all this, does here, the Lord. You sh- I, I, God punish you. The man is in the flesh. <laughs> I mean, the pastors, the way they pray, their prayer is wicked, wicked curses. They, they have, they have wickedness in their heart. I, I don't know how can, I, I don't know how a man can conceive some terrible wicked prayers. Lift your hands and say, Oh Lord, they ran away from heaven to crush all my head. Ran away. Have you seen rain before? To crush a human being's head. All my enemy, one by one. Oh Lord, let thunder with fire, mixed with water and air, crush them. Ah, ah. What kind of heart is producing such prayer? What kind of heart? The heart is desperately wicked. What kind of heart? Sometimes when I hear those pastors speak those prayers, I'm like, ah, ah, bro, can you, I cannot even conceive it. How much more pray it? Not even for my enemy. Christ said, forgive them for their sins. Ah, ah. We are wicked though. We look for certain cultural African traditional causes. A petoda, you now put Jesus' name behind it. <laughs> and we pray. You now say you are praying. In our prayer, out of our prayer, you are in the flesh. Flesh can only bad flesh, spirit can only bad spirit. That's the truth. A good tree cannot bring bad good fruit. So, how do I know they cannot tell you are by their fruits, not by their leaves? Many of you judge a tree by its leaf, you are an herbalist. No leaves are called herbalists. Everybody knows fruit who don't know leaves. If I bring 50 leaves out, you can't tell me who they are. But herbalists, they know leaves, they study leaves. Herbs. They call them Yoruba, away at They know it. But I know every fruit. Give me pear. I'll say pear, orange, tangerine, mango. I don't know their leaves, but I know the fruit. I can tell you different fruits. What name it is called? When I see their leaves, I can't recognize it. One day I'll bring mango here and I'll bring ten fruit. Nobody who can tell me the leaf for mango. But you know mango. By their fruits, not by their leaves. So don't let come and deceive me with your leaf. Leaf is to wear a good suit as a pastor. Anybody can wear a suit now. Leaves are all green. Leaf is green. But fruit is different. Number what now? Five. 
Flesh is the sinful nature of man. Why natural man is different. I will teach you the four kinds of men we have. The flesh is the sinful nature of man. Sinful. Number six, that's Galatians 5 verse 19. Number six. This battle is within. The battle, this battle is within us. Though we choose to ignore it at times. James 4. From whence cometh wars and fightings among you? The battles you are fighting among you. Come they not as even of your own lust that war in your members, within you. The lust, the war we are fighting, listen to me. What he's saying is, he made two, he mentioned two wars there. I wish I can get this passage in another translation. There are two battles here. Number one, look at me. He's saying we are fighting among ourselves because there's a battle within us. Oh, you missed that. Quote me. I want to be your guy. There's a battle within. So I start envying you. And I start slandering you. And I start saying, oh, Lucy is a bad girl. And so the battle out amongst us is because of the battle within us. If we can deal with the battle within us, I will prefer you above me. I'll be humble. I will embrace you. I'll be meek. If I can deal with the flesh, I will not compete with you. But because I have battles within, what do I do? And I fight among. From whence cometh war? You see, what is the cause of wars and fighting among you? Is it not in your desires which has war in your bodies? Within you. So we have so many bad desires within us. Envy, jealousy, slander, bitterness, hatred. We now start fighting among us. It produces what? Slander, backbiting, lying. And now go and meet Pastor Kule. Have you heard that that kid's thickness is a bad thickness? He's a lie. You are envying her. You feel you are competing within. You now go and tell a lie without. You now begin to create a strife amongst all of us. The battle among us is because of the battle within us. If you can only win the battle within us, you have peace among us. Put your hands together for Jesus. Is there? Deal with the battle within. You will find peace among you. Look at verse 2. That's what I now said in verse 2. King James. Verse 2. King James. You lost. You have not. You see? Why is that lost? Within you for power. I want to be PFM president. I'm going to destroy one bishop. You kill. You desire to have. You cannot obtain. You fight. You war. Yet you have not. Because you ask God. See, all the things you are trying to get have. What is wrong with you? Just ask God. If he gives you, fine. doesn't give you, what do you do? Move on. Move on. That you may consume it upon your lust. Move on. Finally, number seven. The only way to deal with these two, eh, these giants, eh, is to crucify the flesh. Galatians 2, 24 to 25. We are to crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. That's the only path to letting the spirit win. Oh, you missed that. If you want the spirit to win, do not... (laughs) 
<laughs> do not pacify the flesh. Crucify the flesh. Do not uh, appease the flesh. Crucify the flesh. Do not pamper the flesh. Uh, you know, we, we, were, we were pampering the flesh a lot. Not even in Fota. Uh, you know, we're all human beings now. Uh, you know, we, are, we, <laughs> we say it as if we should be pampering you. So, this we are human beings now is killing the spirit in our midst. It's killing the spirit in our midst. They crucify the flesh. If you don't do that, verse 24, 25, if you don't crucify the flesh, you will never walk in the spirit. Because these two are what? Contrary. These two are what? Contrary one to the other. If you don't crucify the flesh, you will never, ever, 24 and 25, you will never and ever, ever and ever walk in the spirit. You have to just crucify the flesh. There's no other way. There's no other way. That's my view. Praise God. The way to help you, all of you, is, is to look at different categories of men mentioned in the Bible. If you read 1 Corinthians very well, chapter 3, you will find that Paul mentioned different men. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. 1 Corinthians 3. Hi, brethren, could not speak to you as unto what? Spiritual. Uh-uh. Why? But as unto what? Canal. Why? Because you are still babies in Christ. Note it. You are in Christ to but babies. So carnal Christians are still Christians. I prefer a carnal Christian to an unbeliever. Because he's still a Christian. He's a baby. You are babies in Christ. Verse 1. Babies in Christ. So it's not saying you are not in Christ. But you are what? Babies. You have not matured. That means you are carnal. Verse 2, I have fed you with milk. Babies drink milk, not meat. For if that all, you are not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able, you've not grown to take meat. Meat of the word. Verse 3, he now explains to us who babies are. For you are yet carnal. Romans 8 says the carnally minded person is enmity with God. So, George, you see now, he now says, babies in Christ, in verse 1, in verse 3, you are yet what? Carnal. So, babies in Christ are carnal Christians. They are still Christians. Unlike, you can't have a carnal unbeliever. Oh, okay, let me explain to you. Look at me. Look at everybody. I prefer, look at me. This is amazing. A baby in Christ, carnal Christian, to a mature unbeliever. George, a mature unbeliever is still what? Is <laughs> still an unbeliever? <laughs> no matter how morally right he is, he is still an unbeliever. A baby in Christ is still in Christ. We will come up. This one has not come to Christ. I don't believe her. Uh, but he's a better unbeliever. He's a mature unbeliever. Uh, he's, mature. <laughs> he's not a baby unbeliever. He's a mature unbeliever. 
eh, I know that many girls want to marry mature believers. They can't find Christians to marry. Reverend, all these Christians, they are all not good people. I've seen one unbeliever. He's a mature unbeliever. <laughs> Should I not try him? Eh? Let me try him now. Because all these Christians coming to meet me, they are baby Christians. This unbeliever is a mature. Uh, how do you measure mature unbeliever? Is he morally better than this uh, baby Christian? He's a moralist. He told me that he loves me. Maybe he loves me. An unbeliever is an unbeliever. So Paul said, you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy. So he's now trying to say, the reason I say you are carnal is certain things I've noticed among you. <laughs> you guys are still envying. There's strife. There's division. <laughs> are you not carnal? and walk as men unbelievers there you are cannot judge you now walk as those men those men are not supposed to be like you so you see there are different kinds of men he's mentioning here so in this place he has mentioned a carnal Christian oh you missed that in this place he has mentioned a spiritual Christian in verse 1 I cannot speak unto you as unto spiritual oh are you getting it verse 1 he has mentioned who Spiritual, yes or no? He has mentioned number two, carnal. He has mentioned number three, men. Men, which is natural men. He said, You walk as men. So he's mentioning different kinds of people. In one passage, it takes a spiritual eye to divide all those people in one passage. There's a spiritual man, there's a carnal man, there's a natural man. In that same passage, can I say it again? There's a what? Let me hear you say it. Number one, number two, number three. In in First Corinthians chapter three, verse one to three, he mentioned three categories of men. So how do we know spiritual carnal men? You walk as men or natural people. So that's what I want to explain to you. Verse 4 and 5. Give me verse 4 and 5. Verse 4. For while one said, I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Oh, can I say it again? All of you at home that have celebrity mindset, you are carnal. I like Paul and the Francis. He's a great friend of mine. I like Bishop Oedipo. More than Pastor Oedipo. You are carnal. I didn't say so. My Bible says so. <laughs> My Bible says so. Are you not yet carnal? It's babies that talk like that. Babies. Men understand that they are all at best men used by God. Different men have different graces. And God will use different people to carry out different assignments on earth. So he now says, what's wrong with you? Verse 5. We are nothing now. Who is then Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you all as God gave to every man different gifts Pastor Deboe's gift is different from my Akilomer's gift different from my Depo's gift different from Kasali's gift different so don't say I'm of one I'm of another they are all working for one God none of them died for you 
It's Christ that matters all in all. Praise God. So let me give you the four categories of men that we have. Number one, write it down. The spiritual man. Who is the spiritual man? The spiritual man exists. How? Is a man influenced by the Holy Spirit through his human spirit. The man is led by the Spirit of God. This man yields the fruit of the Spirit. This man walks in love always. This man discerns good and evil. Hence, is morally strong. Hebrews chapter 5 tells us that. That a man eats meat and strong meat. And discerns good from evil. The spiritual man discerns right from wrong, good from evil. So he's morally strong. The spiritual man is eternity conscious and heaven focused. Spiritual man serves sacrificially and gives generously. If you see a man that gives that much, there's something God is doing with him. It's not natural to give. It is not natural to give. So if you see people that I can't give in church, don't be angry. It's because you, it's not natural. It's natural to be selfish. So it is not, it's the nature of man not to give. So if you see men that give towards the things of God and charity, ah, he thanks God though. He thanks God. Leading such men to know that what I have is not mine, belongs to him. He wants it, I'll give him back. The spiritual man sacrifices, serves selflessly, sacrificially. The spiritual man is influenced by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. His actions. That's why you see a big man serving as an usher in a church. He's spiritual. You see some dickinesses and dickies. They can't serve as usher because they are proud. Pride did their heart. Pride did their campaign. Make a talk to now for vision. You are kind now. Some people don't care. They just carry for you. Ah, mommy, daddy, how are you? They, you'll be surprised. Hey, that man is a bank MDO. He's a bank EDO. Hey. But some people, they're not bank ED. They're just senior manager, even assistant manager in a church. Jesus Christ. They will be working. They ask more money. Small money. They made one million, one millionaire. You, you can't breathe anymore. You can't breathe anymore. Service, selfless service is one of the ways you know people that are spiritual. How do I mean? Jesus Christ bowed his knees and he washed his apostles' feet. The Lord and of Master, our Master, washed their feet. He said, As I have done to you, do unto others, serve people, serve them. The height of spirituality is service not to be served. Oh, what I mean, the service not to what? Be served. So whenever I see people in church and I say this one is not spiritual, people don't know what I mean. They don't know. They, don't, they can't get it. And they say the man is not religious. He can speak Christianese. And they say she is not religious. Bumi, you know I said, he or she is not spiritual, led by the spirit. Religious walks in church. Walk around, not work. Spiritual, walk in the spirit. 
walk and led by the Spirit. Your walk. Somebody can be born in church, die in church, grow in church, speak Christianity and not be spiritual. So the natural man, number two. The first man is who? Number two is the natural man. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I think verse 12 to 15. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I think he speaks about the natural man as well. We have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God, which is of God, that you might know the things that are freely given to us. Verse 13. The things which we also speak, how? With words which man's wisdom teacheth. Not with words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing what? Spiritual things with what? Spiritual. Next verse. The natural man. Oh, Jenkins, I love the scriptures. Can you see it again coming to explain to us that the natural man is a spiritual man? The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Oh, Minister Kunde Shoyibo, can you now see why I'm struggling every Sunday preaching in church? Can you now see? Can you now see, Victor, why I'm struggling? Because I'm speaking spiritual language. The people listen to me are natural men. So they don't, they can't receive what I'm saying. And so they are struggling. George Wapa, they are struggling. Why is what this man is not saying? I'm speaking spiritual things. The natural man will not receive it. I'm saying, go and serve. They are saying, King man is okay. I should serve who? How? And I'm saying, praise the Lord. We need to give our all our talent, our treasures, our money to God's building. <laughs> sure. <laughs> for one night pastor because <laughs> the man I'm talking to is who I'm speaking what spiritual language can you understand it if I come and speak Mandarin to you will you say what is he saying then that's why we are struggling the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them. Because they are what? Spiritually received. You have to be led by the spirit to receive it. So you see some churches are growing. Why are they growing? The natural man is speaking to natural people. <laughs> you understand? You understand? Because the pastor is natural. Not spiritual. His members are what? Natural, not spiritual. So they are both speaking what? Same language. So they understand what? The message. The man is telling them, hallelujah, we have to grow our church. I'm the CEO of this church. You are members, you are my staff. Make sure tomorrow, you make sure all of you do my Instagram. I'm going to take a new picture. All of you come here to me. That's why those guys still go to that church in Abuja. Because the man is natural. But using spiritual terms, but it's natural. So, so when you come next week, make sure your skirt is skippy skirt because we have new guests coming to church. So they say, yes, yes, yes. So when they come, all of you ushers, throw your bum bum around like this to attract them. So the man is speaking natural language. The members understand natural issue. So they are all growing their church naturally. And it's a natural gathering by the name of God. But if we had spoken spiritual matter, natural people there will not understand the church will reduce. So he has to speak natural language. So a natural man can understand. If he speaks spiritual language, 
eh? spiritual men will understand so only spiritual men they understand so they will say to you Reverend don't bother that project will do it we'll raise 5 million and I will give you 10 million and I will give you because they will sacrifice and they will not complain nobody will hear their words it is big work by us to grow people to be spiritual to grow men to be spiritual it's a tough task tough task to do to be spiritual tough task to be natural no task I was born naturally so I need to do nothing to be natural I need to do something to be spiritual I don't know if you pull out I don't know if you people are listening to me. You are following me. You don't need to do anything to be hungry. Don't eat, you'll be hungry. <laughs> you don't get it. Don't say to be hungry. Don't eat for three, four, five, six, eight hours. You will naturally be. Oh, do you do anything? Do you pray to be hungry? In the whole day, oh Lord, except you are very sick. Your prayer morning, oh Lord, today please. As I'm waking up, I want to be hungry for food. <laughs> you don't need to pray. Some of you, 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 you just be hungry. You don't need, it's a natural phenomenon. Thank you. you. You just be hungry because it is natural. But, but, but to be hungry spiritually is not natural. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst. After righteousness, that one you need prayer. Lord, give me a hunger on his hallelujah. I desire the word, I desire the Holy Ghost. I want to have my belly flow rivers of that one is spiritual. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. When you were born, they just give you milk, you'll be growing. You give you milk, you'll be growing. After a while, you do you change milk to meat, you grow. After a while, you start crawling. After a while, you start walking. After a while, you start running. After a while, you start going to school. Natural growth. So, number one, we have who? Spiritual man. Number two, we have who? Natural man sees things, thinks naturally always. Sees things from the natural point of view. Everything you discuss, they naturally want to discern it. That's a problem with the church. The church used to be spiritually discerning. Now we do everything naturally. Everything. Have you observed it? This COVID, we are naturally discussing it, not spiritually. We're naturally saying, they should open the door for us to meet. Naturally. <laughs> you know what is God saying? Nobody is speaking prophetic terms. Uh, Pastor Pius, Pastor this, we want to build a new sanctuary, 5,000 sitters, where we get the money from. Let's naturally go and take a loan. Let's naturally take money. Naturally. <laughs> Nobody say, what is God saying? Hallelujah. Natural man cannot discern the things of the spirit. Natural man judges only after the natural Natural man can be morally strong but spiritually deficient and blind. Natural man adores nature but may doubt supernatural. You miss that. The natural man embraces nature and natural things. May doubt supernatural things. What are the supernatural miracles? 
So you see a church, there's a pastor I know someone, I'll mention the name, who was doubting supernatural. Doubting that God still does miracles. The man was saying, hey, all this warfare, we are saying, all this warfare, warfare is just a thing of the mind. I said, ah, this man is a, I'm telling you, he said, there's no demon. He told me, anything. there's no demon, everything is just in the mind, everything is here. I said, ah, if you say there's no demon, you're saying there's no God. Because angels and demons. When there's no demons, you are also saying there's no angel. There's no angel, there's no God. There's no demon, there's no Satan. There's no supernatural. Because you are working out naturally. You are getting it now. That's why the church, Oluchi, has lost supernatural power. Why? We don't believe it exists. Why? We are natural. Put your hands together. We are natural. Nobody believes in the prophetic anymore. Nobody's saying, let's stop now. I have a word of knowledge. Somebody's at home right now. Let's pray. You say, for where? How? Where is at home? We're so natural. We're not even aware of natural. <laughs> We're not even aware. Our spiritual is natural. That's why we don't believe in the supernatural. I just hope you're hearing me, somebody at home. I hope you're hearing me. You've started to doubt supernatural because you work naturally. There is a God in heaven that still heals, that still helps, that still lifts. Call on him, he will lift you up. Hallelujah. Stop doubting God, for God is superior to natural. There's a realm superior to natural realm. You can't say there's no supernatural. How can you say that? That means you're a natural. Don't come near me. Number three is a carnal man. The carnal man exists. This carnal man is a saved man, but influenced by what? The flesh. No, I've explained to you. The saved man, but influenced by what? The flesh. The spiritual man is what? Saved, but influenced by what? The spirit. Which is love. But this one is saved, but influenced by what? The flesh. And the works of the flesh are manifest. So if you see those works in somebody's life who is saved, he's a carnal man. I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. He's a carnal. He's saved though. He says she's saved though. But he's a carnal. When I left my former church uh, in Foursquare, I was shocked that the leadership of the church. Some of them thought I backstated. I'm in faith, though. I'm in faith. The things they were saying shocked me. Shocked me. I've not left faith. I've not stopped preaching righteousness. Hey, he left us. Hey, Jesus Christ. Hey, these people, don't go there. I'm not calling Aborisha. They are still preaching, I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Foursquare. I'm of assemblies. I'm of redeem. I'm not of us on the Lord. Beautiful church. Desta. Lovely church. For that great church. It has nothing. Don't stop doing I'm of Paul. You're a carnal Christian. Are we not calling on God here? Carnality. A man, a man that interviewed my wife and I told me that he doubts my wife is saved. I'm going to marry my wife. Why? She said because she attends CAC. I looked at him. I'm like, this was a man we revered. What you are preaching is, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. Now, if you don't attend this church, you can't be saved. Who told 
told you some Catholics are not saved? Who told you some Baptists are not born again? How dare you say they are not? How dare you measure a church by the name, a Christian by the name of the church? He said, my wife is not born again. You don't know her. I know her. I've been with her. She can't be more born again than those I've seen in my former church. Is she not born again? She's born very born panic. Very born panic. Is she not born again? So she wrote, so he wrote a recommendation that she's not marrying Can you imagine? Wicked Carlos Canal Heart. It's not marrying Because to you, they don't attend your church. Paul said, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. It's a height of God. Today, I'm sure the man has repented. You get? Because she's born again, born again, again. Praise God. So, canal man exists. So, Romans chapter 8, verses to 8, tells us carnality starts with the mind. Starts where? To be carnally how? To be carnally what? So forget the actions. It is here first. You're saved. But your mindset needs to be renewed. You're saved. We need your mind not to be carnally driven or inclined. Is death to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7. Because a carnal mind, Pastor George like this verse very well, is enmity against God. Again, spirit and flesh. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it even be. It can be. Therefore, this is the most dangerous passage there. Then they that are in the flesh may not please God. I don't know English, but the word cannot means impossible to please God. Impossible. That's why half of those around us in our church who are carnally minded cannot please God I did not write the Bible I met you there cannot please God shh you can please Pastor Jenkins you can please Pastor George you can please Pastor Minister Kunle because they give them fat checks but they can't please God is there you must be in the spirit to please God God help us to be in the spirit. I pray for you that God will change your heart and change your mind to understand that you can't please God if you're canal. The fourth one, I won't spend time on it, is similar to canal, but different a bit. Is the worldly man. The canal man is slightly different from the worldly man. The worldly man is saved, but influenced by the world and worldly views, trends. The Carnal man is saved but influenced by the flesh. One is flesh internal, one is world external. You get the point now. So you will see a Christian that leaves this place now and goes to Australia. See them in one year, you'll be shocked with that. Why? The Australian world will have influenced them. They leave Australia, go to Ghana. The Ghanaian world will influence them. They leave Ghana, go to Singapore. Singaporean world will influence them. <laughs> Yo-yo. But a carnal person is the flesh. Is 
the flesh is bigger than the world. The world are what we call trends, happening, social media things, what is going on. Because we have pop culture, that's the world. How what scripture says about culture, we have traditional African culture, we have Western culture, we have pop culture. Pop culture means popular culture, popular trends. What is going on, what's happening, what's popular. People allow their lives to be influenced by pop culture, not by scripture. And they say they are Christians. So the worldly man is different. Let me round up on that. Slightly different from Canaan because of the worldly views. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2 says to us, We should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. He said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be used to the trends and not necessarily flesh. Trends. For instance, the way they are doing their hair, they are these. If, have you seen Christians doing tattoo? His tattoo is not a flesh, it's a world. It's a worldly thing, not a fleshly thing. Everybody's doing it. Eh? Ah. Eh? George, they're all doing it too. Eh? Eh? Everybody I know, they're all doing tattoo. Eh? I'm doing one, not doing it too. Eh? Eh, eh? I'm different too. Uncle, 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 come out do for me. Do for me what? Put Jesus there. Put, I'm saved. Put, I'm saved. Why must you put tattoo and save your body? They're all doing it. My son had debated in America with all his friends. I don't have to do tattoo. A thousand of you can do. Why must I do? He has his own views. The fact that they are doing it in the world doesn't mean I should join them. Have you heard people saying they're all doing it? Let's do it too. Eh? So many people are opening churches. Eh? Let me go open my own too. Eh? Have you seen that logos? All the church logos now. They don't put a cross. Eh? That's, it's now raining. No. Let me now do my own church. I will not put a cross there. Because it's now raining. And all the church names now, they're changing their church names. They remove Christian. They remove church. They remove assembly. Eh? Let me not, because it's now raining. Let me join them. <laughs> you can't beat them, join them. Not me and you. World! The word worldly is very powerful. We don't even preach worldliness anymore. Don't let me go there for them and throw me out of my own church. God will help us. Bling, I call them the bling, bling believers. Many years ago, I saw a pastor. His church has closed down now. On, on Wednesday, Bible study, he went to his church to go and preach. And he wore three quarters. You know those uh, three quarter shorts? He wore three quarter shorts, he wore the tennis shoes, he wore a, a jumper. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm here today to preach the word. It has nothing to do with what I wear on the outside. This Jesus on the inside. Uncle, Uncle, you're a pastor. People expect their pastor to dress in a modest apparel. To come and preach the word of God, not to the quarter short. In church, emptied out. You emptied out. Members were looking at the short, not looking at the message. Because they were shocked. In the lane to alone. Wanna be, wanna be, wanna be pastor. Be careful how to join them. Don't let me go. My wife said I should stop talking about pastors. So let me just leave them alone. They're messing up this thing for us. Five signs of a carnal Christian. Or a canal church from first Corinthians chapter three. One celebrity mentality. All of you have celebrity mentality, especially those people in the music ministry. They like stars, celebrities, celebrities. Number two, milk appetites. Milk appetite. Your appetite reveals who you are, whether you're a man or you're a child. 
whether you are carnal or spiritual your appetites when was the last time people said reverend give us a word conference when was the last time you had a word conference in lagos and everybody attended our appetite has nothing to do with word strong meat belongs to men hebrews 5 that's how you know we have more babies christians no longer yearn for conferences where we just sit for two three hours and go on a break we come back going through scriptures scriptures on grace let's share the word on grace we are so we have short we don't we are so impatient with the word we just want quick fixes quick fixes ministers conference is going down when i was much young born again we used to attend ministers conference five eight times a year different places ministers conference is not one day seven days seven days young ministers seven days people will be going there with a bible ah what what when the preacher is coming they will come and teach the word you'll be shouting yes christ chapel today they will be teaching you say yeah what what today is prosperity is success one more word appetite appetite if you see a man that is 40 year old crying for milk what will you do God bless you. The man said, I will run. If I see a three month old baby saying milk, I understand. If I see a 40 year old man saying, Mommy, bear. go to meet mommy. Mommy, I want milk. Me, I will cast out devils. It is not normal. Our appetites reveal who we are. Is there? Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the world, for it's a baby. Hebrews 5. Your appetites reveal who you are. Number three, comparing one another. First Corinthians chapter 10 says, We are not wise. Division is a sign of carnality, not spirituality. Division is a sign of what? Carnality, not spirituality. Number four, materialistic mindset. To gather and to gather material things while looking for fulfillment, it's not spiritual. Finally, embracing childish things and childish behavior. First Corinthians says to us, When I was a child, as that chapter 13, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. There are the five signs of a carnal Christian and a carnal church. First Corinthians 14, verse 20 says, Malice said in understanding the man be in be not you know you say you should you should assure be not children in understanding now be it in malice be a children but in understanding be man that's how you know those that have grown and those that are growing shall we rise to our feet put your hands together for jesus put your hands together for jesus battle of the giants listen to me everybody these two giants have been fighting for ages spirit and flesh unfortunately again again like last week again unfortunately unfortunately again unfortunately again the flesh is winning the spirit unfortunately again like money and morals unfortunately again unfortunately again more people that were spiritual are becoming what they are winning more people in this area or People here don't know how to feed their spirit. They're backsliding. 
we're becoming less interested in Bible school. How many Bible schools we have in Lagos? Few. How many business schools are churches setting up? When we were younger, churches were setting up Bible schools. What do you do in Bible school? Study the Bible. Appetite. We don't want to walk by the Spirit anymore. How many? Shh. How many power miracle services are we doing? Few. Why? We don't believe in the supernatural anymore. The, everything happening tells us we are more natural than spiritual. Are you with me? I'm being honest with you. I can give you these signs. How many Holy Ghost services, George, are we now doing? When I was much younger, uh-uh, there's no more. We don't do baptism with the Holy Ghost. They hands. People say, rah, 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 rah. And people will be speaking in tongues. We don't do it anymore. How many vigils? Still hold prayer vigils. We don't. I'm telling you the truth. The spirit versus the flesh. This, I'm telling you. We're not inclined towards the spirit anymore. Because you need to just study the book of Acts. And you know what I mean by the spirit. Are you with me now? Everything we're doing is just the flesh. Natural. Natural. We now turn church to CEO. Churches have been driven by CEO. Who is CEO? What is wrong with no pastor? Why are we changing our titles? Our titles tell you where we, our hearts are. Our hearts are in money, in the secular place of work. We want to be more secularly minded. Brethren, we have a problem. We have money is winning the battle against morals. That giant. The flesh is winning the battle against the spirit. The flesh is winning. My heart is broken. My heart is bleeding. I'm weeping. We have to stop this. We have to stop this. We have to stop this. We have to get back to the basics and be spiritual. No more canal. No more canal. No more canal. It takes work to be spiritual. And it's a better way to work. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you revive your church again. Revive us again. Revive us again. In the name of Jesus. Make us spiritual, not carnally minded. In the name of Jesus, help us not to search and seek for you, to listen to your voice, to obey your dictates. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Put those hands together for Jesus. Put them together, put them together. Thank you for listening.